What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Little Big Cast. I'm Jeff Hawks, your host for today. We are pumped to have you here. We are the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. On today's show, Jeff wears a tiny flipping shirt. Drew's preparing his thesis. It's a dissertation. Sorry, for his uh, PhD program he will be someday <laughs> getting into eventually. And Rachel spends the rest of her life playing Grand Theft Auto. She can't get away from it. All this and more coming up on this episode of The Little Big Cast. I'm Jeff Hawks, as mentioned earlier, and I'm your host for today's podcast. So, first of all, welcome, I guess, to the little big cast. This is episode Ooh, five. Hello. Uh, with me today, as usual, are Rachel Hernandez. I am Rachel Hernandez. Hey, hey Andrew <laughs> Tyler. Call me whatever you want. We are pumped to be here today. Whatever. Super excited to... Uh, this uh, This is the fifth episode. We're doing pretty good. No. Yeah, we are. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Uh Things are flowing. Things are flowing like hot lava. We're becoming such good friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, let's get right into what we've been doing. Drew, why don't you start us off, man? Oh, man, it's been, a, it's been a busy week for me. So um, we've been launching a TV station here at the school, so that keeps me pretty busy. We'll set up this brand new set, even though you can't see it on the Watch audio. Watch it, Wildcat 1. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So I'm excited about that. Um, what else? Oh, I watched Frozen three times this week. I mean, that was kind of a big deal. <laughs> came out. So how many first. times total now have you seen it? That would make six. Oh, my all gosh. Right. Oh, I know all the, all the words, all the songs. I sing along. In fact, it be, before every showing, I have to ask the girls, okay, is this a sing-along or not? Because <laughs> if, some, if one of them starts singing and the other doesn't want them to, we have to like establish, this one's a sing-along. That's hilarious. So that's a lot of fun. Um, been, playing, been playing games when I can. I uh, had a couple nights where the, you know, the wife had other things to do, so I got some game time in. Interesting thing. So I played Mass Effect again last night. Okay. Still not loving my guy. My, my you face, might just right? need to go back to like I, standard straight up Shepard. I know, I know. I, I think uh, it's been fun. I'm enjoying the gameplay, but every time I look at my own face, I'm like, I'm not that guy. Because here's here's <laughs> I didn't here's even the come thing. from that country. Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> is so much of Mass Effect of the Mass Effect series in general is about creating this relationship with your characters, both right. Shepard and your teammates. Right. Right. And if. And if he mind. is not someone that's relatable to you, someone that you can make that it's connection with. It's a mustache. With. I should never have given him the pencil <laughs> mustache. How, so how, how far, how many hours have you invested into Oh, not very much. Like three. So, I, two or three. Dude. You think I should back out? You've got like 50 hours ahead of you. I would back out and make it somebody okay. that you don't okay. mind looking at. Honestly, the standard <laughs> shepherd. He's, he's he, a badass. It works. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I should probably do that. So other than that, I actually started Tomb Raider one night. And this is surprising. Don't, don't let me scare you here. But I played for like an hour, and it had its, um, you know, it was it was rough. I mean, it's it's not gory, but it was kind of like crazy. I, it's a little more started, brutal. Right? It's kind of brutal, I've, right? I played, yeah. I think, like eight or nine hours, and then I moved on to Far Cry Three. So it's kind of yeah. For for me, it's kind of brutal. I'm not an FPS kind of guy, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I started to enjoy it. Got to the point where she gets captured by Russians. Right. And and it's and again, it's kind of like this crazy. You know, it's. it's I wouldn't say it's rated R, but it's it's what would you say? It's just it's just it's intense mature. and mature. It's a mature rated it's game, mature, right? right? Yeah. Craziest thing happened the next night, hanging out with my wife. I'm doing show prep or something. Uh, something Russians else. I'm capture doing. you. No, she <laughs> leans over and she goes, "You know, I kind of wanted to know what happened." No way. Yes. Can you believe what? it? She was she was asking 
if I was going to play because she wanted to know what was, and I was Cute. like, this is so not your, she does not game, this is not, like, fantasy is not her thing. That's fantastic. I know, it was wild. Dude, you, so have you played the Uncharted series? No, not you at all. You need to play Uncharted with your wife. Right, maybe I could, maybe yes. I could. That, yeah. so, because here's the thing is. Shocked me, totally shocked me. The Tomb Raider series, this game in particular goes to some seriously, like, it has some dark Dark themes. and, yeah. yeah. Um. But the Uncharted series is like the perfect union of Indiana Jones, both the humor and kind of the, you know, I'm hunting for... Um, looking for something. I'm looking for like... Treasure almost. Yeah, treasure. <laughs> I mean, you're collecting treasure throughout the thing, but you're ultimately seeking this like, this kind of grand... Um, adventure. Adventure, but... What's the word I'm looking for? Like... I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Uh, I don't know. Pardon. Anyway, don't know. Uh, <laughs> it is like the perfect union of Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones. It's like okay. if Laura Croft and Indy met, their child would be Nathan Drake. And there every time, as I played through, <laughs> as I played through the games, Claire, my wife, would call me at work and be like, "When are you coming home? I want to know what happens next." And she watched every okay, good, minute good. of all so three games. Okay, cool. Like literally, she was there next to me for every second of all three games. <laughs> Which is wonderful, because with the non-gaming wife, that never happens. And so, that's good. it's also a third-person view. So, so I won't get it's that It's a little sick. bit easier. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Naughty Dog like game. It's a, it's and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, good skies, oh, nice clouds. so pretty. Like I said, I climbed up a waterfall, and I had to like gaze, and I was like, look at that sunset, everyone. That's Please, awesome. Instagram. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yes, that, that was a surprise. Congratulations. It, yeah, even last night, I, t- <laughs> I texted her. She was coming home from Salt Lake, and I was like, hey, it's, it's game night. Take your time, you know, because she's like, I'm on my way. And so then her reply back was, Russians question mark exclamation point no way <laughs> what's happening yeah so, that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool so th- this is good advice so welcome that's- to the club Drew's wife yeah right. I told her I was going to mention this on the podcast she's like no <laughs> you cannot let anyone know that I'm playing she, no, that's no, she awesome. just wanted to know what was happening so yeah I think I think we'll we'll try the intro and isn't that, isn't that the definition of like a good game is that it, it engages people that watch it like that yes. to me is the story was definitely like engaged. that is like the most critical aspect of any game is that you connect and you're able to say like, I want to see what happens next. Like take me to the next step. Let's see what happens. And especially when non gamers can get into it. And that's, that's something that is so cool with, and that naughty dog does so incredibly well is that their games draw people to them because they've done everything right. Like visually it is so stunning. The story is done so well. That you can't help but be like, I want to see more of this. Right. And it's just like good overall gameplay as well, too. I mean, yeah, I've really sure. right? it's so hard to do all of those things. And it was done in Uncharted and, and new, even The Last yeah. of Us. And the new Tomb Raider does that really well. So I'm, I'm pumped I'm, at that. I'm enjoying it. So. so awesome. Very cool. Is that it? That's that, yes, I've been very so busy. So Emmy 2, Tomb Raider, Frozen. making a TV yeah. studio station. Becoming yeah. an ice Frozen. princess. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it, it keeps me busy. That. Yeah, that sounds busy. What about you, Rachel? What are you doing? Um, well, okay, so my friend came over, and I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't care. So I'm like, okay, well, if you don't care, I'm just going to play video games. So I was like, I'm going to play Uncharted. And he's like, no, Rachel, you need to be Grand Theft Auto. Totally no. forgot about it. I know, totally forgot about it. I haven't picked it up since, like, December. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll play Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, I'm almost done beating anyways, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. So I turn it on, and then he, like, sees where I am in one of my missions, and he looks at me, he's like, Rachel... You have so much more to do. And I'm like, my jaw dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? He was like, yeah, you still have to do this and this and this. And these two aren't getting along, so you have to make them get along. And I was like, oh, 
my life is over. My life is over. I'm not even close. And here's the even worse part. So are you giving up temporarily on Uncharted? I know. I just need to beat Grand Theft Auto. Except the worst part is, okay, so when my gold membership, I've been a gold member for five years, okay? Right. If you look at my PlayStation ID member and whatever, it's stinky. I look like a, I look like a, like a butthole ascent. I look like a little poser. But no, I promise you, my gamer, t- <laughs> my gamer, I, it's hard. I know my, <clears throat> my gamer tag score is a lot more and I, just, just trust me on that. So I've been a member for five years and then I got a PlayStation and then I had this huge debate is if I wanted to resubscribe to my gold and I, right. I didn't do it. And so I signed on and all of my friends, I could see all of my friends were online. And first I was mad because I was like, oh, they better not have taken money on my bank account to pay for that. And they didn't. So apparently Xbox Live, when you aren't a member anymore, you're still allowed to see what all of your friends are doing and you still appear online to them. So my friend was sending me a message. He's like, oh, so you haven't beaten Grand Theft Auto yet. Sailor Mars would be very disappointed in you. And I was like trying to reply to him. But it wouldn't let me. It was like you have to be a gold so member to reply. So you can only reply. get taunted. So I you can. Can't it's taunt only back. a giant tease. Like you can only see what all of your friends wow. are doing, and they Pay can contact play. you, but you Pay can't do anything back. So that's, that's another negative thing. I don't want to go on sign on to that and just. So, <sighs> while <laughs> while Grand Theft Auto has um, online play, it is not an online only game. It is not correct? an online only game. It is a eighty hour. <laughs> plus game that I cannot the, beat. The whole time you're stealing cars and beating and up hookers? Beating up hookers. Lots of hookers. Sounds like a blast. Right? Wow, 80 hours? <laughs> so much. And you, like, I love, I loved it at first. And it was so cool to just steal cars and drive. But now I just, I so just want to beat the damn game. <laughs> so after, after spending some time in the Uncharted world with Naughty Dog games and, like, The Last of Us, right? Which is, <laughs> is kind of like the pinnacle of... And of my life. really kind of the swan song <laughs> of the PlayStation 3. Right. What is that transition back to Grand Theft Auto like? Because <laughs> Grand Theft Auto looked great, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was visually, like, very well done. But, I mean, it's not The Last of Us. And I guess the, th- the reality is, like, there, there's only one The Last of Us, right? Like, so right. Tomb Raider looks great. It's not The Last of Us. Well... Um, the thing is, is The Last of Us was the game that pulled me away from Grand Theft Auto. Because right. I said, Rachel, don't play this. Don't start your PlayStation Rage until you finish Grand Theft Auto because you're never going to go back. That long ago was when you left that one? Yeah, wow. it was December. I told myself wow. I was going to beat the game before the end of 2013, and it did not happen. So, um, yeah, no, I it's it's just a struggle because it's not as, I don't know. And again, with the even with the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, it's just like 1090, 1080 or 720. And it's like, even even in the next gen, it's still... an easy still, choice for me. Right, so playing the PlayStation 3, it's much... I The clouds are prettier, <laughs> the people are prettier. And, like, the cars look good and the cutscenes are... on For Grand Theft Auto, the cutscenes are good and, like, the cars look good. But it's just... I'm just done. So how many hours do you have left? And are you going to play, finish it? <laughs> well, I need to finish it or else I will never look at myself in the mirror again. And wait, wait. I, this is how you establish like self-esteem is like <laughs> no, whether or not, not you get through a game. Most girls care about makeup and I care about my progress <laughs> on my scores. I am not at 100%. I, no, it's I, true. And it doesn't help. It's probably taking me so long because I am a freaking completionist. And I need to when – when a mission pops up, I do the mission that's not relevant to the storyline. 
because I need to. There's your problem. I know, but I just want to beat the game. Then go for the storyline. Leave I the know, missions alone. Or watch a le- no. Let's Play, the last episode <laughs> of the Let's Play. There you go. Then you'll feel the completion, right. the satisfaction, the end. And my other thing, Save too, is I'm not a good driver right. in real life. So, I mean, <laughs> me <laughs> in video game world is just like, I just get so distracted. I'm like, I can do the mission or I can just skyfall a hundred million times and just yeah. fly. <laughs> So, I mean, that's a big distraction, too. I wish you the best. Thanks. Best of luck. I'm only 68% done, is what my save. Such a dilemma. Is what my save 20 hours left? Uh, Probably more in my case. But we'll see. We'll keep, we'll, yep. That's like my life coach comes out. I would stick to the main mission so that you can spend your life doing other things. I just have, like, little shoulder devils (laughs) and angels. As a (laughs) college instructor, I... I would encourage you to take the classes that you need and not take the electives. Get the classes you need to get through the The fun stuff. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. We'll document it. (laughs) In a year from now, we'll still be chatting about it. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Jeff, what have you been doing? That's my life in a nutshell. So, I made my first... Thousand yard sniper shot on Battlefield what? Four. I it think I saw it. Amazing. Did you get a trophy for so that? check it out. I made that first shot, and so the first shot is the one I posted on Facebook that you guys might have seen. Um, How can you miss it? Right. Right. It's the first thing on my timeline last night, dude. So first of all, it was cool. I, I have it was custom cool. settings, so I only share like. <laughs> This is not going out to like oh, it's the majority of my family. Facebook. Okay, yeah. okay. Like, I was always curious about. So that. I have it set up so it's only my close friends. So cool. congratulations, you guys Aww. fall in the realm of my close friends. Um, Nerds. But so I made this thousand yard shot right, and the dude that I killed when you when you get sniped in Battlefield Four, the camera pans and you can see where the person is hiding that shot you. So they knew that I was on the other freaking <laughs> like freaking side of the map, thousand yards away, and they went back to the exact same spot to try and kill me. Like, <laughs> because you typically have this like revenge motivation, right? right. Like, oh, this guy killed me. I'm going to take him out. Especially those snipers. So yeah, mm-hmm. snipers are the worst. So That's he comes style. right back, dude. Snipers. And it took me three shots, but I took him out again at a thousand yards. <laughs> so I got 2000 yard shots in a matter of three minutes, which is ridiculous. You were that guy. It was freaking sick. Everybody join Jeff's platoon. He will lead the way. I will lead you <laughs> to From victory. the back. He will was, totally lead you from as far back as he can be. It Obviously. Was, it was fantastic, That's awesome. though. That made me happy. I've wanted to do that for a while. Outside of that, gaming-wise, uh, I downloaded Infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thursday at midnight mm-hmm. is, well, Friday at 12 a.m. Was, was when it launched. It was a day one digital download, and it actually took until about 1.30 before Yikes. the... Um, the download was ready to start. Mm, ouch. So, but you had planned for that. I remember talking to you. Yeah, Thursday I was really like, "This night is mine." Right, and I and I I had totally planned for the PlayStation Network to be crowded and mm-hmm. for yeah. it to take a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I kind of found a workaround too because I so I logged in, I I went to the PlayStation Store and I saw that you could hit the download button. So just for future experience or future, you know, tips, just remember Jeff. this in the future. If you're logging onto the PSN to do a day one digital download the night that something's released, if you cannot make it work through the PSN on your PlayStation, either log in on the computer or use the PlayStation app on your phone. So I couldn't get it to work on the PS4, so I got onto my PlayStation app and I started the download from my phone and it kicked right on. <laughs> so it, nice. for whatever reason, I'd hit download on the PS4 <laughs> and it would just drop me back to the main menu of the console and it wouldn't start the download. Through the app, though, it worked perfectly. So I hopped online and um, 
hopped on Twitter to see if other people are having the same experience. And I, I sent a bunch of messages out just hey, like, dude, hey, try this. Try it through your phone. Nice. And uh, it worked Jeff. for everyone. Yeah, it worked for everyone that did it. So that was that was pretty cool. LVK ripping it up. Look at so, that. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do. Cute. Um, so infamous, though. Holy cow. This game is stunning. So a lot of the, the uh, reviews that came out, um, several of them I agree with. Like, uh, it, I would probably give it like an 8.5 to a 9 out of 10. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to write up a review and throw it on ktdata.net uh, yes, that yes. people will be able to see. But there are several reviews that I saw out there that were giving this like a 6 out of 10, which I completely disagree with. And one of the reasons that they gave it this number is they said it wasn't next-gen enough. Oh, and I thought that was a really interesting like idea that something could be not next gen enough because visually it is above and beyond anything else that is out on either the PS4 or the Xbox One. Like visually, it is truly stunning. Mm. I mean, the the cityscape of Seattle is truly spot like it's on. overwhelming. Did you, did you spot members of the Seattle community in the? You know, nobody that I recognize <laughs> um, from all your time like, spent in Washington. So, they have mapped out Seattle so incredibly well, though. I mean, the um, Space Needle is dang near perfect. Like, it it looks like the Seattle State Space Needle. And as you move around downtown Seattle, there are things that uh, I think if, if I had never been to Seattle, I wouldn't recognize as being uniquely Seattle. But, like, right. uh, if you've ever been to Pike's Market, mm-hmm. um, the yep. really famous Pike's fish, Market, fish right? Throwers. The fish throwers and everything else. So they've got Pike's Market in the game. They've got the Wall of Gum. Do they have the original Starbucks? Where everybody can go up and like put their gum on this wall that has been there for like, I mean, it's like a forty-year-old gum wall. Yeah. That is in the game, Um, and there are things throughout the city that are totally and uniquely Seattle. I mean, they've got a like a Phoenix Jones poster who is like a real-life, real-world Seattle superhero. Like, this dude patrols the streets of Seattle at night and fights crime in a suit. This is real life, I'm saying. What a heard cool this So they've got, they've got posters guy. in the game supporting this dude, which is, I think is really, really That's cool. hat tip, yeah. Um, they've got, I mean, they've got <laughs> posters for the Seattle Seahawks and with, like, congratu- congratulatory statements about their 2014 Super Bowl win. Um, and tons of Sly Cooper references. Nice. So as you walk past, like, movie theaters or news stations – uh, headlines will be coming across their um, their monitors saying like Sly Cooper arrested on theft charges, um, <laughs> and so if you're aware of Sly Cooper, you know it's a it's a sucker punch game about a thieving little raccoon dude. That, he's pretty cute. Yeah, he's a cute little dude that <laughs> steals stuff. Um, they've got a ton of references to like Cole McGrath, who is the uh, protagonist in the first two Infamous games. It's it's just such a well-realized game. It it looks incredible. It plays incredibly well, and so in two days, how far how far have you gotten? I'm like four and a half hours, five hours in. Um, I'm Where do you find with the time? these kind of games, though. I'm kind of a completionist as well, and so I find myself trying to do everything. Like every district throughout Seattle, you can go through and like eliminate the. Uh, I think it's the UDP. It's like this uh, pro-human anti conduit association that is kind of taking over um the streets of seattle and like locking down conduits mm-hmm. um they call them bioterrorists uh because i don't know it's it's the story is really cool it's actually a story heavily influenced by like 
like intolerance and racism, but like driven towards these people that have this conduit ability. So the ability to ma manipulate like smoke, like, uh, or neon or fire or electricity or whatever it is. So it's honestly, it's, it's been a blast. I've, I've had a lot of fun with that. Um, outside of the gaming world, finished season two of house of cards. Uh, Frank Underwood is a devious, story. devious man. Kevin Spacey is an incredible actor, and his portrayal of Frank Underwood is scary. Gosh, every time we talk, I think I gotta get back in. I gotta watch. It. I gotta get back to Netflix. Just Dude, to it, try it. it's seriously like you guys both need to see it. It's you watch it, and you like my already like predisposed distrust of politicians becomes like <laughs> oh. engulfing, like overwhelming. <laughs> I'm like, then oh, they're all scum, like Frank. <laughs> then I must. So um, outside of that, I've been trying to find a good cheap suit, and I'm realizing that that is not something that is possible. I bought my first professional attire wow. the other day. I know. I've gone my whole school career getting away with wearing jeans and a flannel. Yeah. Complaining enough gets you out of things, but I finally decided to be a big girl. So that's, yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm trying <laughs> I'm to do. I'm so well. excited for you right now. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I, so I've, I've had several suits. Um, <laughs> In the past, uh, m both of them have been destroyed by my child. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. We can't have nice things. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like pockets ripped off of the pants of my suit. <laughs> and I mean, that's kind that's of awesome. the, the way it works having that's a kid. Awesome. And so Mine has like spit up all over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I showed, up, I showed up at Nordstrom the other day uh, yeah. to pick up a suit. And I was, like, I was like, so I'm on a budget. I'm a full-time student. And they're like, let me my show budget you the dollar I, I said, my budget... My goal budget is four hundred dollars. If I can find like a four hundred dollars suit, that'd be good. She's all. We start at six hundred, and I was like, <laughs> "What for like well, a six pants suit?" I'm what in embarrassed. The world? See you later. Right. She's all. You might want to try like Banana Republic or J Crew. Went there. They want four hundred dollars just for a jacket and no pants. And I was like, right, "I'm in the wrong place." You should go to Sears. Yeah, or like, um, I believe Savers has a whole rack of just <laughs> suit coats. Pro I, I need to hit up Savers. Pick up a suit coat. Match Savers, the pants. Deseret Industries, the United Way. Like, I'll find something that that works out for me. Find, find I, a Pinot Market. I'm like, dude, we're sew it up for you. I'm a student. Ridiculous. Tell me out here. Insane. Let's That's do this. Gross. Yeah, I, like, it's, what, now have you gone? I, I know it's a little it's a little cliche for the Utah world, but have you tried the Mr. Mac? So I haven't gone there yet because, yeah, the last suit I got there, like I looked like I came from 1994. Oh, I see. Oh, they're like style, they're like the style. baggy suit style, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, the gotcha. old man, yep, kind well, of approach. And yep. I I need that slim tailored fit, like they I think they call it like an athletic cut of a suit, so that I don't look. As we witnessed by your t two tight nope, t shirt. Nope, nope, we're not gonna go there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's got the news for us today, so stick around. Wait. It's coming at you. Rumors are true. You probably know what I'm talking about. This one coming from Polygon. We talked about it a few times now, but it has a name. Project Morpheus is confirmed. This is PlayStation's for um, the virtual reality helmet. And the uh, articles that we read, and there's tons out there, everybody's kind of gushing over it. They're all pretty excited about it. They tried it at GDC last week and just felt like this is going to be fantastic. So everything that I read about it just sounded like everyone's on board and they're excited um, about the potential and the, you know, moving forward. What do you guys think? 
I think it looks super cool, and I think it is me getting closer to not being a part of reality anymore. <laughs> it is exactly the case. So whenever I tell people that, hey, I want to be in a video game, now I can actually be in one. And I think the fact that they're also incorporating the PS Move, kind of bringing that back, so like your hands are also right. in the game is a concept, and I think totally. that's scary cool because it's going to be weird to like actually like shoot a gun gun and it's just do you think eventually they'll get to like um was it the virtual boy that you actually wore a glove on your hand like the old i'm going oh, way like back old Nez? school like pre-rachel's um, existence probably <laughs> right, actually right, yeah. this is probably before you were alive um but they had like the, the virtual boy that i think you wore on your hand and like had buttons on well the, the power hand. glove had it was yeah, in that movie that's what i'm thinking the power, so glove, the power yeah. glove so what if you had a power glove but it like Updated you had like fingers. some kind of haptic feedback in Ooh, your hands, like Ready Player One style. It's gotta come. It's gotta come. So the book Ready Player One, right? I know that you've read Drew. Have you? Have you no, read it? No, it's about it? so good. It's it. amazing. You must like um, put it in there. So it, put it, in. it is in this in this game. Although wearing, I think every reference will get lost on her. It, probably, but it's still worth reading. <laughs> it it just has just a lot go, of eighties references. Anyway, so you've got your helmet and you've got haptic feedback gloves, and then you have a keyboard that you're actually using as well and so it's incorporating all of these different things but in the in the game anything you touch is felt because of your haptic feedback gloves so like you know it it essentially is like the idea is like the rumble triggers in an xbox one controller being in your fingertips so you know what's where and so yeah yeah i'm i'm super pumped so first of coming. all like we totally expected that the uh the playstation 4 vr headset would be announced at gdc and that's where it was announced mm -hmm. um it's being called project morpheus which i think is very cool shuhei yushida put out a tweet or maybe retweeted someone that was like, now that uh, Sony has officially announced their VR headset, Microsoft has announced theirs as well. The forthcoming, um, I think they said, it will, be, it will be called Project Something Else from the Matrix. And I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny that Shuhei Yoshida would, would retweet that. Um, I think the, the jest between the two is really fun. Yeah. But holy cow, dude, if they, if they can take it to a place where like, you have haptic feedback gloves... Like it, 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 it doesn't sound step. that out. Right. It doesn't sound that out there to me anymore. Right. Like right. as we as we hear about VR headsets and we hear about and see like the PlayStation Move being used. I've seen videos where, uh, as part of a demo, the guy was using the PlayStation Move little handheld sticks or wands or whatever they're called, mm -hmm. and he was fighting a knight, and he like grabbed the knight's arm with one of the controllers and then cut his arm off with his other controller and then hit him with a, his arm. Like, he was actually hitting the knight with the knight's with own with arm. His own arm. Yeah, that's um, classic gaming. Right so it was there. like, it was just funny to, to watch that and I thought, you know, what if you could do this haptic feedback thing where like, the game knew the size of the guy's arm and so when you squeezed your hand, you felt that resistance. Like, you felt that. That would be cool. That pull back um, on your fingers. I was like, that. Gosh, cool. we are not that far away from, I think, realizing it's that. It's like the next step. I feel so like that's where they would end up. I, I am Pretty soon super we'll be, excited we'll about it. we talking about rumors. There's going to be a lot of mad moms, yeah, though, I, think I feel like. Maybe that's Project probably. Neo. And I think we're going to see a lot of... Um, I think we're going to see, initially, probably some more like gimmicky games. Like gimmicky yeah, I, things being done with it. Because developers jump that, on that as quickly as they can. Right, they go, the same oh, way as Oculus this. Rift. Like, yeah. you know, you were riding on a roller coaster. You were free falling. You were doing these things that kind of come across as being gimmicky and strange. But at the same time, I read a tweet earlier today, actually, by Neil Druckmann, that him and Bruce Stanley were in an airport. So Neil Druckmann, creative director of Naughty, uh, Dog. Naughty Dog, and well, creative director of The Last of Us specifically. Right. 
but put out a tweet that just said, hey, I've been tossing around Project Morpheus ideas, and we think we could we could make the greatest horror game ever. Chills. And Just got chills. So, I'm like, that's sure the kind of thing that I think, like, man, that, <sighs> I mean, we think Outlast is scary. Like, what if it's in your face <laughs> and real? Like, yeah. So totally. I'm drawn to that totally. anyway. Yeah. I, what I love is the look. I mean, the Project Morpheus, just the... the yeah, it looks dope. It's, and this is after me. I've see, I saw the Oculus Rift like a year and a half ago. And it was like the model that we used to kind of test try as press was like duct taped together. Like so is that the same tape. one that I used at GDC or uh, uh, no, CES? No, like a year before that I tried, oh, so I tried the version that was like, okay. you know, we stepped into a, a, like a town square and kind of looked around. And, and it was cool. It was exciting. Especially then it was wonderful. But but the the rig itself was like the one that was working, the one prototype. I'm sure it was more than one, but they that's what they were showing off to press. So the one that we saw that was on all the XI3 machines mm -hmm. was like the polished, you know, Whatever the manufactured piece, and they've gone beyond that. It looks new. like so a scuba new, gear. Yeah, I, I guess have they updated even past that it since? It still looks CES. It's the, still the flat. shape is still the same, except okay. that instead of it being like hard angles, it's more rounded. Oh, okay. It's more streamlined, but it looks nothing like this Project, Project Morpheus. Morpheus. Is just fantastically, but it's that's just like good the looking. best way I can explain it. It almost it's what? looks like Tron? something Tron. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Tronish, and and from like straight on, it almost looks like some kind of weird Daft Punk Daft thing. Daft Punk. Yeah, I don't know. I think it looks sick. Uh, show modern. I'm watching. I'm watching your night video now. It's I, I, man. I would get sick. I would get sick as a dog. Like I'm gonna have to like find some sort of special way to get past my, you know, my old manness. Well, and but I think that's totally something that they are definitely gonna have to take into consideration, right? I mean, the the Oculus that I played was, I mean, just they had improved frame rates, looking and, around and yeah. moving forward and stuff like. When I pushed forward on my controller, I s took a step in real life because like, it felt like I was moving forward. Yeah. And so yeah. I think as they, as they improve in that world, I think we're going to see I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff come out of it. it I think it's going to take a while for it to be fully realized. I mean, obviously, right, this is very new, um, but I'm, I'm excited at the possibilities. We'll be there every step of the way. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Stay tuned. Next. Number two, we're listening. This one coming from PlayStation themselves off their blog. Gamers offered their thoughts and feedback, and Sony is listening. New major firmware on its way for the PS4, increasing shareability, and the option to strip off HDCP. HDCP. So that thing that says you can't play this. Or you know, or or simulcast it to multiple screens, or it's the same thing that lets you not copy Blu-rays and DVDs, that kind of thing. So they're going to give you the option to rip that off, so that you can push out to like the TriCaster. When we did out last last or two weeks ago, when yeah. was that? Man, it feels like it was yesterday. Two weeks ago. When we did that, we had to have a, an HDCP stripper that we bought out of a third world country just so that we could live stream it out through our system. And so they're going to add that to part of the firmware. So it's kind of interesting that they've been listening to all the feedback coming in. You as a, as a PlayStation 4 owner and a sharer. Not right. quite yet to an oversharer, but you are a sharer. Right. What, what is this yet. firmware bringing for you? So I love this. I think, it, I think it's awesome. And the fact that I'll be able to take a video, throw it to a USB. Like, I'll be able to just plug a thumb drive into my hard drive and, and save things directly to yes. there. I think for... Um, just archiving I mean, for if screenshots, I, for uploading. Well, for screenshots, for doing all that stuff, but also if I wanted to put like a video review together, like what better way to take screenshots, right. throw them into a YouTube video so that I could do a video review. So you can right. never forget. Um, right, and also that. <laughs> so that I never Remember forget. Remember that 1,000 yarder? <laughs> yeah, that's, that was, I'm not kidding. Uh, that was awesome. a special moment. Your daughter's uh, going to be older. But like, gonna be like, that I can watch. take those on a, on a USB drive, throw it to... Um, you know, YouTube, create something out of that. Make I something think. out of it. That's yeah, I, I mean, I'll be able to take the video, throw it in the final cut, make something that 
I mean, I can I can tell a story now with my stuff, yeah. rather than having it be a single clip up. So, I, I love pumped. that they're listening. Right. Rachel, anything nope, on that one? Good. Yeah. Not a share, awesome. not a four. Keep going. <laughs> Someday you will be. I we day. all will be. All right. Well, like day number three I got here. Auto. Number three, day one patching. This is uh, from IGN. Infamous Second Son has received day one patch and added 19 new missions containing another five hours of additional content. Yay. So according to a video gamer site, new episodic story missions will be released each week in the Paper Trail storyline until a full narrative behind why, just why the DUP occupied Seattle is revealed. Uh, there's also some sort of viral website which will help fill in the blanks. So it's like, ah. So first of all, the guys at Naughty, or Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, have done such an amazing job at like marketing this game. And so these websites that they're talking about are actually like conduit testing websites. So you can go through and like uh. fill out information and like determine whether or not you're a conduit. And if you like you can gain or lose karma based on your answers. And so it, it affects uh, the yeah. game's play. So like in Infamous, you get to choose whether you are the good guy or the bad guy. Like right. every every major thing in the game that happens, and even the little stuff, like if I kill a civilian, that's bad karma. And so it pulls towards this darker side. And as you become evil, like your face gets gray, your eyes turn red, your, like your weapon, right. Xbox um, your, your magic looks different. It feels different. Mm. If you're good, the opposite is true. Like people love you. Like as, as you walk the streets of Seattle, they're going to, they're going to say, the Delta, we love you. Like, I don't understand this. Uh, you're a hero. Keep doing it. Like keep fighting. Like they'll, they'll be really supportive where if you're infamous and you're the bad guy, they'll throw rocks at you as you walk through the street. Like they, they will hurt you. Um, and so, I, yeah, it's awesome. So I, I just have this like in, internal moral compass. It's like, well, how could you do that? Would I would just yeah. You so have I, to be I the typically good guy. Will, I'll take a first run through the game where I try to I try to gather every collectible and I try to be good. Um, my second playthrough, I'll just kill everyone that gets in my fa- in my way through the entire That's game. Really, how I play as well. Uh, it's good to get the first time first. I do it, it's I nice. can't. I just can't be the bad guy. And yeah. and with mass or uh, like with the Mass Effect series. Right. I've never done the Renegade. Like, any option that it's given me right. to choose You've Paragon always, or Renegade, mm-hmm. I'm always Paragon. Like, I always do the right thing. I can't help it. Like That's, that's okay. I, it makes me feel like I'm in good company that we're all, like, Right. No, I, I really can't help it. Um, I'd be a little worried if Jeff was like, every chance I get, I stab him in the eye with their own shoe. Well, right. Bioshock, I like twisting the little sister's neck as they uh, <laughs> as I collect <laughs> they their right. stuff. I'm glad. So um, this is good. Yeah, so the the day one patch, what I think is funny about this, though, is, like, Sucker Punch in this game, in Infamous, is so sarcastic. Like how I mentioned, you know, they've got all these little Easter eggs of Cole McGrath, of Sly Cooper, of, you know, Phoenix Jones, all these different things. Um, You know, typically people kind of bemoan day one DLC or day one patches. They're like, why didn't you just ship a fixed game? Why didn't you ship a finished game? What do you fix it? So I kind of almost wonder, like, did Sucker Punch – do this kind of to taunt people to be like, oh, we have a day one patch to get people riled up and be like, but it comes with five hours of extra stuff and it's free. Like, I almost like wonder if they, it? I almost wonder if they did just so that like they could kind of challenge that status quo. Like mm-hmm. Sucker Punch kind of seems to be the the group that challenges what people assume is is okay. Like or, this is standard. This right. Is what we like expect. their Easter eggs in in this game are like overt. They are not subtle, like little, oh, Cole McGrath hints. Like uh, they've got a huge bar in this game that's like 
uh, Cole McGee's. Like it's all M M lower C big C big G, period. Like so, there are things throughout the entire game that I think are kind of hinting towards their past, like, maybe, uh, maybe towards their future, and probably part of the same thing. Then day yeah. one patch, everyone expects it, but ours is. A bonus, it's right? Like, and you know, it's and it's tied to spot. again, it's tied to that website to get people more interacted and to get people, you know, interacting with the game and the story in in new ways. Very and so, cool. I I totally get behind it. I think it's very cool. Very cool. I, I can't wait until I can play Infamous on the PS4 someday. It's have coming. you played one and two? I've not. So, so you I, guys both. I, I don't need think to fix. I need to. Anything, right? I was gonna say I want to play Second Son, but since I am a completionist, I like to play. You want to start at the beginning. So the first the beginning. two, you guys are going to be able to get we for just like quit our jobs, Rachel. Super honestly, cheap. you'll probably yeah. be able to pick up at this point for like ten bucks, and they're both fantastic games. Like they're open world sandbox games that I know what are... I need to do. I need to decide one night a week where I don't sleep. Right, that's my thing. Too. I can get ten hours in extra. Wait, like, what if you just played from like five to seven? Five till the kids you can't. wake up. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I, for me, the kids would be up. They'd come climb out and be like, Dad, what's you happening? You just need to be dedicated to Why are you killing yourself? I need to, I need to, to dedicate yourself door. to this podcast. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and that's the way to do it. No, I'm, I a, I'm, a, I'm a midnight to 2 a.m. If I ever beat Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> You'll come back to us after that. there. <laughs> Would you just come back to us? All right, let's move on. Number four I've got here. It is no COD ghost for you. Uh, apparently lots of reports recently <laughs> that there's been a massive ban wave. It appears to primarily target PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 users that were playing Infinity Ward's Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, a lot of the bans are presumably just kind of a, a number of viewers, users that were just kind of claiming that they were uh, was, uh, like unintentionally. Un- unintentionally unfairly banned, and it was a pretty widespread banning. Uh, apparently there were a lot of rooms. Again, I don't play COD, but there was a lot of rooms and and places where people were just using aimbots so and it was just cheating against the code of conduct. Yeah, so you essentially are thrown into lobbies randomly. Right, um, right. Unless, there unless lobbies you're joining friends, you're joining random lobbies. Just and open. so what it looks like was happening was you had people that were hacking lobbies. Right, to, to so, allow things that are against the code. Right. And basically anyone that ended up in those lobbies is now banned, which mm-hmm. totally freaking sucks. It does. And there was enough of... Uh, response and you know comments and people jumping up and saying hey hey i just was i was in the lobby for five seconds or one guy was like i didn't even have my you know my headset on so i couldn't hear whatever he was talking about i just thought i was sucking worse than usual right um and and then so so it sounds like there's an update infinity ward put on twitter that many of the bands were in fact incorrect and have since been reversed because at Good. first when the story came out it was like this, this is, is our, this our yeah, this is our yeah. code of conduct it's not being reversed just shush play fair Right. And so this this just came out recently that they added to that and said, all right, we understand some players were in- incorrectly banned over the weekend, and we have since corrected the issue. We're Try sorry. playing again now. Good, and that's how it should be. I mean, um, it was almost like they like shut it down as quick as they could, banned everybody that was a part of it, and now they're kind of sifting through it. And, and so you have to understand too that these these bans, like these are lifetime bans. You can like, never you will play never play another Call of Duty using this um, gamer ID, gamer ID, this PSN ID. Yeah, and so. I mean, for a lot of people, like if you're a trophy collector, yeah, you're like, well, guess I'm never playing another COD game before I, yeah, again, like just ever. Angry, just um, angry. So I totally get, I totally get people throwing a fit, and good for them for throwing a fit and not right. just sitting down and taking it because. But I can I can totally see Infinity Ward as well as saying that, okay, you know, we've got to stop this and we've got to make them know that we're serious. And so for them to be like almost the parental unit to be like, this is the line that we're drawing. 
Yeah. I think they may have even known at that point, we're banning people this weekend because this is what we found. You know, it's like finding your kids alone in the back room with your matches or something and be like, you never get to be alone again. But then they came back and said, okay, now case by case, you're okay. Yeah, you're okay. and I think that you're was okay. the right move. Yeah, so, I think you're right. All right, moving on, number five. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. This is a recent trailer that's confirming Assassin's Creed Unity will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and the PC towards the tail end of this year. It was kind of a rumor. We'd thought about it. We'd heard about it. But the trailer's kind of confirmed that it is on its way. It's one of two new Assassin's Creed games. That's what I noticed. And I'm a huge, if you know anything about me, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I have the, yes, you are. I have the Brotherhood decal right on my car. Yes, there you do. I love it. So, like, I was, I was pretty well updated. Like, none of my friends played Revelations. None of my friends played Brotherhood. None of them. And I was, like... I stayed. I stayed pretty updated, and then Black Flag came out, and I just I I. I which is crazy because I know, was which so is good. such a good one, right? So it's just like I, I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up, and they just keep spitting them out. I know, right? Not only are they spitting them out, but they're spitting them out so quickly too. Yeah. Two, is a thing. Two coming out this year. What was the other one? So Unity is the one. So that's Unity kind of new. is the the current gen one. So right. that's going to be Xbox One and PS4. Uh, I can't remember what they're. I think and it's so these are yeah these are I mean these aren't set in stone titles like right, these are right. kind of their little um, code names beta titles, but that's coming out for the PS3 and the 360 in the, the holiday comet the comet Assassin's Creed right comet, and I, you know what I gotta say like I so appreciate that they're making two separate games um, as someone on a current using a current gen system so I have both at my house but like this guy. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> your face is beautiful for that. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I mean though is that like what else when <laughs> when game development is focused on a cr- and across like four or even sometimes right. five different platforms, you're losing quality. Like right, right. You're spending you can't afford. Yeah, you can't afford to put the time into any of those systems the way that it probably deserves. And so to say, you know, it's going to be Xbox One, probably PC, and PS4 exclusively. Uh, to me, that shows that Ubisoft recognizes that and recognizes the importance of making sure that their games are of the highest quality. And right. so that also, next at the same enough. time, yeah, next gen enough. Right. But at the same time, that also says the same thing about the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Like, the game that is being developed for those systems is going to be maximized for those systems. For system, it's right. not going to be a generic skin that that just functions there that is, you know, ported with better graphics to right. the newer systems. Right. I totally appreciate that. I think it's a great move. Uh, I still can't believe that you haven't played Black Flag. That's the new, that's my sixth new element. Auto. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I just, because like I said, I got the PlayStation 3, and so once I got the PlayStation 3, that's where the queue started. I was like, all right. We're going to do Naughty Dog. We're going to do Nino Kuni. We're going to do... So yeah, you have a huge backlog. I know, of like, I, I know. you got to quit your job. It's not like enough hours. Either that heavy. or just, just throughout, throughout just your, your shift. Or just 5 a.m. Get, get your espresso oh. every hour on the hour. Espresso doesn't even work for me anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> then we got a problem. I'm got a not huge human. Problem. Good luck. Right, that, what my is friends, caffeine? is the news. Right on. Uh, so, Rachel... Three hours later. How yes. are you feeling, Rachel? Um, I'm feeling well. Feeling good. Let's All right. talk about some stuff. Cool. Kicking it to the new releases. All right. So we have a few things coming out. Um, Infamous Second Son came out on the 21st. And we were there. Yay. And hoorah. And discuss. And that's done in the past. Hope you all enjoy it. Um, March 25th, uh, Blaz Blue, Chrono, Phantasma, which is a 2D fighting game. Is it Blaze Blue or Blaze Blue? Uh, I've never known. I think you gotta go with Blaze Blue. 
Blas Blue just sounds like blah. Blah Blue. Yeah. Blah. Yeah, right? It's not French. It's blah blue. blah blue. Blah <laughs> Blue. It's a new kind of cheese. It's Blah Blue cheese. Blah no, blah I like Blaze Blue. I also like the word phantasma. Yeah, it's not yeah. fantastic. It's not. It's phantasma. Okay, but uh, also that's March 25th, com- coming out a few things, Bioshock Infinite, Episode 2, The Witch and the Hundred Knight. And isn't there something going on with that? KTData.net, Dito, who does the Kita anime podcast with, with KT himself, um, he's got a full review up there, so you can cool. watch. So did he get an early copy of this? Must have. I mean, it did, it did come out uh, on like PC five days earlier, earlier on um, PC or, or Japanese okay. or so- something. Somehow <laughs> he got... That's cool. Oh, so like, anyway, it, yeah. it looks like a fantastically fun RPG-style action-slash-anime-ish game. I mean, right. Is it JRPG? Or uh, straight up? I, I, think saw, it's just RPG. I saw the J in one of the pictures. Oh. <laughs> All the characters, but I don't know what that like, it was his version of. Um, if you look yeah. at the art, it's it's probably definitely a JRPG. Pretty. Yeah, so while, while Jeff is clicking away on that one, um, Fez also comes out on the 25th. Discussed that a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so April, now that that's rolling around the corner, April 1st, so Ragnarok close. Odyssey Ace, which is an RPG from the spin-off online universe. Oh, Ragnarok, okay. So it's just basically coming to console is the kind of thing I get. Um, April 2nd is Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, which is technically a 2.5 game for the Batman Arkham Origins series. A lot of people looking for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll be coming out for the PlayStation 3, also the Vita, also 3DS and Wii U. Mm. So they're attacking that market. Um, on April 11th, Lego The Hobbit comes out. And honestly, um, Lego Marvel, I think it got like a 9.5 on wow. IGN. It got yeah. a really Lego good score. Lego is killing it in the non-Lego world. Dude, so I mean, the Lego movie was great. And yeah. honestly, I kind of want to play this Hobbit one because like dwarves and orcs and <laughs> in Legoland. Sounds fantastic. So I, I listened to, so I listened to somebody as, as a dad, right? Like <laughs> who likes playing games with my daughter. Um, I was listening to someone talk about how they grew up just loving the Lord of the Rings world. So right. the world around the Hobbit, the world around the Lord of the Rings. It's a cool thing. And, and felt frustrated that they couldn't share that with their kids because their kids were too young. And uh, and what they were saying yes. was like, what's amazing about the Lego Hobbit or the Lego Lord of the Rings is that it kid they can share, it? like three and four and five-year-olds can share that world with me without it being scary. Right. Like it's right. fun, it's Lego, they can get into that world with me Aww. and enjoy it. And I was like, dude, that, that makes sense. actually makes a lot of sense. Like. I could play a Marvel game, and they never see anyone getting hurt. They never see any blood. Like it, it can be a fun approach to a story that, as as a parent, I care about, um, and it kind of introduces them to that earlier. And so I, I totally appreciate the Lego games. I think they're, I think it's awesome. I need to invest more. I think more so. In Lego I think games. it's cool, and right, they're just killing it. And like I said, the movie is good, and I trust that the video games are just as. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then March 15th is a 2014 FIFA World Cup Brazil preview. And I'm not a sports game player. But, <laughs> FIFA but there are people yeah. who buy it every year. Uh, I know I'm not plenty one of, them. of them. Me either. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I know a single I, person. Really? I didn't think it if was a big the, thing. It's big. Like, but it, I know some people that yeah. are, they go hard. Yeah, so you go to like They E3. pick their teams, they go. Yeah. It's a thing. It's, it's a, half, which is why I decided to mention the, it. Half the booth is sports. Right. If the, the, was it EA Sports, like their whole section with There are with people FIFA who don't play video yeah, games. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's and actually, huge. so I, I, I listened to our last week's podcast and I, I realized that I had said. I was there, so um, I remember the whole thing. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> I think but I, I said that, I, uh, that The Last of Us was like the highest selling PlayStation game ever. It's not even close. Grand Turismo. Really? Weird. Like doubles 
Like, I think they have oh. 11 million copies out there, and I think that uh, mm. Last of Us is, like, at 7 million. Strange. Um, Gran Turismo is like, why? <laughs> why would any, like, it's so that easy is to so drive not car. my style. Like, <laughs> Running driving, is totally different. Driving games, sports yeah. games, like, <laughs> I've, I've played NBA 2K, you know, several times, but I'm not, I'm not a sports game. Me either, guy. but people it are, have a story, and it's crazy, so. right? What, yeah. But it's like, there's yeah. a huge market for it, so... <laughs> Cool if you're into that. And also EA Canada's doing it. Go Canada. I guess, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff. That yeah. is. So, so good. Jinx, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. You owe me a Coke. Okay, let's go. We have like, go. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Uh, our indie game of the week. Um, so, last week we played through on a live stream. We I played. I cannot forget yee! it for the life of me. I long. cannot forget it. Was it four hours that we, oh, we played? played? Five yeah, hours? Yeah, eight to eight to twelve thirty. Oh. So yeah, nearly four. Yeah, My chair just sunk and it kind of scared me. It's um, the ghost in this building. Right. We're so die. Uh, we played several hours of Outlast, and we decided that this would be our indie game of the week that we'd kind of break it down. And we're actually going to probably break this into a part one and part two, uh, considering that we stopped at a. About exactly the halfway point in the game. We're, we're hoping that we're so at least halfway. Let's get into our impressions so far. I'll give you what mine. You it was uh, the whole the whole Outlast world again. We know scary movies, not my not my right. bag, right? <laughs> mine either. So how many hours of the game did you play, Drew? Exactly. I only lasted <laughs> for that four you, hours Drew? just because exactly. I, I was up in the control room. Like I did, I took us into the building. But you know, I, I that was my first like twenty minutes of gameplay, and then I and then we didn't see him. I strategically <laughs> went upstairs to play with KT and the Switcher. Because I can experience that through the screen and be just fine. Because I can watch you guys getting scared and I can concentrate on the Switch and, and just, you know, yeah. without... Uh, no, I feel like I did lose some of the story myself because like, I, I was not so involved in what we were doing. I was like, okay, what's our mission? We've got to get out of this place. We've got to get out of that place. Right. So I feel like for me, I was, I was a little bit... De- a step back from the story detached a little bit detached right but, but i think strategically so so that i could sleep <laughs> and and i have not had any nightmares knock on wood but when it comes to the game the storyline the the concept of run and hide or die uh was uh, well executed totally. right? just giving you giving you that ability to say you don't fight back you go and hide in the locker and hope that's not the locker that he comes by because and you opens. can't fight back is the thing either no, yeah, if you, you get no- hit you can't melee back yeah, right yeah. Yeah. Although, compared to what I'm assuming we look like in the game and what this, like, the huge guy with the chains looks yeah. like, right? I, what would you do? What would you possibly do to fight back, right? Seriously. But, yes, I, I, to the crack! MacGyver, it uh, was such MacGyver a good game. A trap. <laughs> such a good game that I'm here in this very room with all the lights on, teaching a class, and some guy walks across the, the up, in the middle of the day, <laughs> a guy with a huge bundle of keys walks across that hallway up the stairs, and I hear the chains rumbling. <laughs> and I stop, middle of class, and I look up the stairwell, trying to see what is coming my way. And, and it's this large man and with you're a bald head. for like a table yes. you can hide under yeah. or I was a just bed like, to crawl underneath. Hold on, guys, just a minute. And then when he passed and I saw that it was, you know, the, the fire marshal, whatever the guy was, I was just like, okay, let's go back, back into back what I was doing. composition. It was, it, so an amazing game that stuck with me. Luckily, it hasn't affected my sleep yet. But um, I thought, I thought the, the graphics were done. Even though you spend half the time looking through your, you know, through your viewfinder and, and night vision, um, amazing. So I, I really enjoyed it as an indie game. They 
they did everything right. Right. Absolutely. I think so, too. And I know Jeff and I talked about this, too. But we were thinking that we were just powered through the whole game that night. And, like, after yes. the first few hours, we would just be like, all right, let's get this. But, like, seriously, as the game, as we progress through the game, it got scarier, which is yeah. the thing. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, okay, first few bits, we'll get used to it. And But, no, it just, it was like. And it wasn't always just shock scare, either. It wasn't always, like. Oh, there he is. Which there was yeah, a lot of Yeah, it wasn't just like pop up and like. Uh, but the fear came from tense, other places. Like, right. Yeah. It, it was maintained just, like a level of tensity. You don't know. Like you have to like peek around corners to see if anything's there, and it's just like, oh. And part of it probably was the crowd that we had with us. I know. I mean, we had we had people. That's the only that way I could play. Kind of losing their minds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which made it that fun. made it uh, so fun. Right. So, the first thing that I would say about this game, honestly, is like playing it with a group was one of the most fun yes. experiences yes. that I've probably ever had with a video game. <laughs> like, it... And there, was, it there was, was about 10 of us. Yeah, there was about 10 of us in the room. We had two chairs. And it truly was hilarious. It was amazing how much we shuffled on those chairs. Like, right. you know, we had, like, four people in the back and three, yep. and three standing. And, and how quickly, like, somebody stood up, that front row moved in. It was, there was, that, to me, was... Sorry. That, to me, was amazing. Yeah, it genuinely... Um, you know, the first time I played it by myself, I, I had spent like 15 to 25 minutes. And it wasn't fun because it was so tense that I was just <laughs> afraid. Like, I was afraid. And as a man, that's not <laughs> something I enjoy feeling, I guess. Right, I, don't no, know. I understand. But um, to be in a room with friends and to play that game, it really was one of the best video gaming experiences that I've had. It was, it was a blast. It was, it was a game that... I felt like brought pe- like it really brought us together. It I mean, did. Like we're crushed uh-huh. on this couch together. Yep. You get to see people uncomfortable. You get to see people like some people that vulnerable. you thought were yeah, exactly <laughs> that were like these stalwart and it and they're oh, just babies. Man, like what better compliment to a game truly than to just say like it is a blast to play. Like to play with our friends to to be together. For you guys that watched uh, at home the live stream. It was, it was truly like it was a fun night and a fun experience, and right. so I'm really looking We've forward had, to finishing the game. Uh, uh, about a hundred views or so on the on the different sections me. that we put That's out awesome. there. Yeah, you watch it over and over. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you do like seriously want to see how scared we got, you should go to our YouTube channel. Totally. Check out our clips because like there's a big old husky man, Dan. Is that him? Yeah, and he grabbed my was. hoodie, my little hoodie. <laughs> And he was hiding was in, shield, yeah. in my hoodie yes. during the, and he's huge Pretty dude. I was, I was showing my brother the video and he, he was, so first he was laughing at Dan and then he was laughing at you. There's a scene where like your legs are in, like, yes, holding, yes. it's like you're hugging the, like behind your legs and your legs are pointing in the air while you're hiding behind your own legs. And it, uh, oh man, it was just so fun. And so like what better compliment to give uh, a game company and especially an indie company that they were able to create something that really brought people together and was fun to play together. So big They've, props to yeah. them. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone yeah. is, has, that was there has enjoyed it, and I expect almost twice as many. I, yeah, I would be shocked if we didn't double our numbers yeah. for part two. So yeah. very excited. Um, so outside of that, what I kind of wanted to discuss today, and we're, we don't have a ton of time left, but I, I wanted to discuss uh, the length of games. So... Um, Recently, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes was uh, released, and there's been kind of a lot of controversy surrounding the game. It costs thirty bucks on current gen consoles. I think twenty bucks on the PS3 and the yeah. Xbox 360. But 
the game average run through is like anywhere from one to two hours. So it's a very fast, very fast game. And some have like some of the reviews that I saw said that it felt more like a big demo than an oh, actual game. Interesting. Ouch. And the game was designed to be a prologue. Like it's it's not the idea that I think Hideo Kojima had was that it would be a prologue for Metal Gear Solid Five. Which right. is which uh, Phantom Pain, which will be coming out either later this year or probably early next year. I can't remember the dates. Um, but so far in advance. And IGN put up a video. IGN put up a video of a guy speed running it in ten minutes. And what they wrote was so this is coming from IGN. This says Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero has received plenty of criticism for its length, and one player has likely just set the record for the shortest completion time of the game. According to their report, Eurogamer and YouTube editor Ian Higton skipped all the side missions and cutscenes to complete Ground Zero in 10 minutes. With that being said, he's played the game through several times and knows exactly what to do, so don't expect that you're going to be able to do this on your first go. So what I came away thinking was, for a game that's an but if it can hour be done to that two quick. hours long, yeah. is it worth 30 bucks? Like, what is 30, 30 bucks worth to you? What, is, what does a full-length game need to meet, time-wise, for it? it to be worth your dollar. What do you guys think? It's hard to justify just because, I don't know, it's like, long, usually the longer the games, the better because you can play them for long. But sometimes if games have like shorter gameplay, then you have the ability to play them over and over and over again as True. if if the game has enough content and enough interest to make you want to play it again. To justify it. Exactly. So like we were saying with Infamous Second Son, it's like you can take this route and then right. you can play it again right. in a different route. So that's kind of cool if the games are shorter. If they're too long, you can't really do that. But you can. Like I know people who devoted their life to Skyrim and playing Skyrim with each different character the yeah. full 80 hours and like that's that's insane and that's like, a insane. but if you can do that and like i know people with fallout too they'll just but the, the amount of value you get out of that if you're gonna pay 50 bucks for a game and right? be able to get months it's a life yeah <laughs> it's a lifestyle yeah. essentially so that's pretty cool but like i don't know i usually find myself playing the shorter games just because that's what i have time for <laughs> what's your threshold though where's your part the point where you say this 30 dollars should get me X. Or the, especially the 60, like a full price game. Yeah, 60. At, at what point do you say, like, I seriously just spent 60 bucks on that? How? Two hours, how do I, I justify I'd be, this. I'd be fired up. Even, even for, mad, this, yeah. for this, to be a prologue and to be $30 for what could be, you know, storyline that that's somebody's done in 10 minutes, even if it's a two hour normal play, I just feel like 30 is way too much. And right. if it's a prologue as a teaser for the game that's forthcoming, why not put that out there for 10 and to 15 dollars or free and <laughs> yeah. then. Pick up. I don't know that's right. I, see, I think wise. ten. I think yeah. two hours, ten bucks. Yeah, I, I, I could get behind fair. that, and I I would have purchased this game, and I think a lot more people would have purchased oh, yeah. it because, like, I love the Metal Gear Solid series. Like, I'm heavily invested in the Metal Gear Solid series, but the thirty dollars for a two hour game, like, I can't justify that. Maybe at all. sort of, kind of, because I bought Journey for fifteen dollars, and that was like, it's a short one. It was very short. That's a good point, right? So it's, it's a short kind one. of like. And there's a, was that fulfilling enough? Even though it was, it didn't even. Yeah, it was. I I think I remember when I played, and I I also got on the fifteen dollars. I think when I played and made it through in that like one session with my little girl, or so I I thought. Man, I thought I, it was going to be longer. Totally. I uh, I wish I would have gotten this at the four dollar range. You know, still right. it's good. And I think I, enjoy, it. I enjoy the the peacefulness of it. I enjoy the story. Now that I know that the people playing with me are right. people, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I had the right. same thought. I did. I was like. Mm. Man, Even like I'm finicky with DLC less. just because like yeah, or I can just wait for the combo pack to come out with like all 
the DLC that's come yeah. out in the last year. So uh, for me, I, I, I yeah, for a sixty dollar game, I I need to have close to thirty or forty hours of that's fair of game. Nino Kuni really impressed me because of the amount of time that you played through the main. You know, right. quest, and then to be able to stop right before the final you know battle and go back in and b- build up or do whatever else you want with another eighty hours if you want. I'm that's a fantastic price for right, and it's still it's twenty bucks. Yeah, I think I bought it for twenty bucks. Yeah. So your your average Naughty Dog game will go anywhere from like eight to sixteen hours. I think the first Uncharted game is is like an eight hour game. Um, We're talking like forty nine or fifty nine dollars. Fifty nine, like fifty nine, right? Yeah. So, so it's a full price game. Yeah. Maybe I don't um, know. They're so pretty cheap now. Well, but when yeah, they came now. out, when, when came it came out, when they came it was out. sixty. Um, for me, if I can get, if I can be told a very good story in eight hours, I'll be okay with is, that. Is that it? Is it the story that makes it I, worth? I need while? to have for an eight hour game. Like it needs to have a compelling story. Like I need to be connected to these characters. And Uncharted totally accomplished that. I've played other games where. Um, for example, uh, Battlefield or uh, Medal of Honor, the last EA Medal of Honor. I played through that campaign, and I think it was like four hours long, and it wasn't good. And I finished, and I was pissed. That's like I was super, super age. angry. And so, you know, I'm torn. On the one hand, like I, I Maybe mean, if I can get sixty, eighty hours out of a game, thirty right. hours even, like. Hell yeah, I'm I'm all in. Like I'll throw sixty bucks at that all day. Um, but if I can get a good, good, a good story, story in eight hours, I can get behind that, and I don't feel like I've been ripped off. Um, I'll probably still look for like a deal on Amazon, like right. a digital deal on Amazon. You, right, know, right. you can find those typically cheaper. And I think that we're moving towards that. I think that you're going to see, as we move more digital, I think you're going to see the price of games go down a little bit. I, I would hope so. But I would hope so. To me, a game a game that's two hours long for 30 bucks, I, I just can't get behind it the same way that I couldn't get behind a $60 game that's four hours long. I, I, I just can't do it, so... I wonder what the, I mean. There's there's a whole developer side that tries to make the story, tries to make everything come together, and then there's a whole business side that tries to price out. Okay, this is going to be right. released in this range, and this one's going to be this much. And I wonder if there was some disconnect on this one, and or if, if it happens. I wonder if there's been surveys that have been done that have said like, hey, what's it if worth? If it's this long, people are not going to buy a full price game at X. Professor Drew well, just had an idea. Price even more? That's a paper I could write. That's yeah. totally a paper I could write. I could I could done. I mean, look, you know, that's, I mean, you're right. Some sort Drew's of actual, a PhD. Yay. <laughs> some sort of research that just says, what, what's it worth to you pricing wise <clears throat> to go out there and, and to find out from gamers, how much have you paid and, and, and what are the elements, not just you know, gameplay hours versus, but what are the elements? Like, is it story? Is it character? Is it the fact that it's a franchise? Would you pay extra money because this is part of the, the AC run, right? Are you going to get right. in there and be a part of it because you've played the first three and paid that extra money, even if it's shorter? I'm mean, this intriguing to me we want to hear your feedback so you should tell us what you think is the net worth you should check us out on twitter and let us know what you think because the more feedback we can get the better because our opinions are our opinions but i mean what's it worth to the other players yeah let us know um anything that you have to add to the show uh feel free to either email us we are littlebigcast at ktdata.net uh on twitter you can follow us at Little big cast. We are, we are cruising on K. Twitter. Yeah, we've we've done really well on Twitter. We're, we have. We're, we're starting to pick up. up. I'm, I'm really excited. We're growing um, slowly like a balloon, but it's good. Aww. Share with your friends. Absolutely. So we'll wrap it up there. 
Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this has been the fifth episode of the Little Big Cast. Uh, you know, as Rachel mentioned, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you have something you want us to discuss, if you have a question about a game, let us know. We'd love to talk about it. Um, Shout-outs to anybody that joined us for the live cast. Yes, and we're doing it again if you want to join us again. Do we have a date? Did we decide? Did you want to do Saturday? Decide. We can do Saturday because I don't Because I think here. if we let people know. I think Saturday would work best. Okay. So let's do next Saturday. So that what, day is, what day is that? Is that the 29th? I'm fairly certain that's the 29th. Pulling it up, 29th. So uh, join us March 29th then for the conclusion, episode two. Of Outlast. Of Outlast. Uh, the live stream should be up. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a time I'm here in the next couple days. Yeah, it'll probably be early in probably the evening this time. Probably earlier yeah. than Six-ish. so that you're not having yep. to log in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Or in two, the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and uh, be watching us scream and holler. Um, Seriously. And then not be able to save. And if you're in the Ogden area, uh, hit us Stop up on by. Twitter. We'll tell you how, how to find us and play with us. And we will likely be giving away passes to the Salt Lake City Comic Con during yes. the live stream. So make what? sure that you pay attention to what's uh, what's going on. Watch us during the live stream. Tweet at us uh, for chances to win tickets to the 2014 Salt Lake City Comic Con. It's going to be huge this year. Yes. We're really excited. Uh, and, you know, for more gaming news, follow us on Twitter, at LittleBigCast. This has been episode five. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Farewell.